Hello everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in and I'm going to introduce you to Gisela Torres who I've had the pleasure of working alongside or sort of seeing you work I guess, we've not worked together yet. We have a plan to, don't we? But yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> but it hasn't Definitely happened Definitely going to happen. Yeah, some kind of fashion film. Yes, yes. But it could, we'll morph, into, it it could morph into other things. So w would you like to introduce yourself to our students? Yes. Good morning, everyone. Is this a morning show, they, they could listen <laughs> at any time. <laughs> so. Yes. Okay, great. Well, I'm saying good morning. I happen to be in London. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. Hope uh, you are all staying healthy and safe and, but most importantly, creative. And uh, I think during these times we need to actually think about our creativities and how much how important that is mm. for our well-being and it must not stop it needs to the process needs to be continuous and if it does stop obviously it's okay because sometimes one needs to uh, step back process and think who am i who away around <laughs> yeah where did, where did where did gisela torres come from where where was where your did she come from where did where did you start yeah, just, well, Gisela Torres, she came from, um, I'm from New York originally, born and raised in New York City. Uh, I'm a, the daughter of Cuban immigrants. I lived to New York City in the 50s when it was a good time to go to New York and find work. And as I grew older, <laughs> I was sort of, I would say, my family were to inspire the children creatively cre creatively yeah <laughs> <laughs> so as i was mentioning to you earlier um adrian it was yeah. the uh, that world was through music and that's how i began in other words in school i took up the violin and the clarinet and uh also had some private piano lessons and that environment helped me learn about discipline, a structure, and also really important, a good word in terms of um, when, when, when one is creative is to how does one manage all this creativity? So that was sort of the building blocks for me, I'd say. It was music. And in high school, I was fortunate, fortunate enough, fortunately enough, to be in the film Fame. Um, I'm not sure if anybody knows about that fav that film called Fame. And no, I didn't audition for it. It was uh, the director just came to the School of uh, Music and Art, which is a school that I was going to, which yeah. is high school. And he decided at that point I was in the chorus and um, he just decided that he wanted to have most of the school, that is the whole school and including the chorus, be in his film. That introduced me to filmmaking. I, I was witness to how a film is made. Yeah. And I became incredibly fascinated by that in wow. terms of all the different faucets of filmmaking, from audio to lighting to directing, stage design, that whole lot. So and was it was it a little bit like going into a sweet shop and seeing all these yes. things and you were like, oh, I want a piece of this? Yes. How yes. does that work? Yes, exactly. I think what attracted me to filmmaking was the fact that I could express all my creative desires Mm. Um, that is, I love not just photography, but I like moving image, obviously. That's why I went to film school. I love design. I love music. So all those things 
are wonderful. So it's a great opportunity for one to merge all these elements. Do you think it's something to do with self-expression or yes. communication, things you have in your mind that you you want to get out? So was that was that a part of that? Yes, yes. It's um, it's language. It, it, it needs to be expressed in different ways. I've always been inspired by all these different entities um, of, the, of the creative process. Uh, whether it's music or whether it's film or whether it's a painting or a sculpture, I'm fascinated by how this all how this is all put together. Photography was also a part of of that as well. Did that fall into yes. to your film filmmaking? Yes, yes. Photography was um, an elective that was part of well, not an elective actually. It was part of the foundation a year at film school the school of visual arts which is yeah. in new york and um and it was just wonderful to have that experience of um creating a narrative in still form just learning the dark room the alchemy <laughs> of chemicals which i'm yeah. fascinated by how can something morph into this or i love transformation i love how things are something and then become something else yeah it's fascinating you know, science, chemistry, all that. Because at the end of the day, you know, from my history lessons in photography, the origin of photography, or that is, those who were the inventors of photography were physicists and scientists. They weren't necessarily artists. So, um, yeah, so I loved the hope and the smell of the dark room. I love the smell of fix, <laughs> fixer and developing and being in the dark. Yeah, I it's wonderful. It. Yeah, I think there was, um, I think there was an interesting quote, I think, I can't remember it, it exactly, but it was one of Ito Calvino's books on, I think it was like the, it sort of described it as the retreat to, to well, in a way, to isolation, right? It's yes. Kind of like the similar, similar thing. <laughs> I think that was quite... I, I didn't really have that in my mind as I was saying it, but I, th I think there's a funny parallel in this where, like, isolation and creativity are the time you have to, to process, because before the recording we talked about process, right? Or yes. Processing in time and, and also mindfulness. How important are those aspects to your creativity? Very important, though at times I do... Uh, I forget how important it is to step back mm. um, and, quite frankly, just stare at a blank wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I think the problem with us creative folks is that our minds sometimes do not know how to stop. And it's the proliferation of all these ideas um, that we kind of have to, at times, quiet them down because they can be, could, could be paralyzing. Mm. And um, I think it really is important. And so my frustration comes in the fact that I go through these stages in which I have all these ideas that I want to develop and unable to because um, I don't have access to certain tools yeah. or, or certain environments that would allow me to do this. But it doesn't last very long because what I have realized in my very long life <laughs> is that it's important to go through these stages, but one mustn't muddle and just park themselves there for too long mm. because it does become debilitating. 
and you are you are placed on this earth to create but you must understand periods in which you are there just to you are also here to as I mentioned before take a step back i possibly look elsewhere that is you know just uh, change change the page a bit yeah. take a little take a little kind of mental holiday give it a rest and then when you come back to it you're like oh wow yeah i wish i would have thought of this before but you mm-hmm. couldn't have thought of this before because your mind was speeding you know it was overwhelmed so those things are important to to remember and i have to remember this when i get into these kind of slumps yeah me too um <laughs> yeah so yeah i i think i think those those are really good points and i think it's great that we've got lots of tools these days that help with that process and lots of schools are yeah. bringing in mindfulness training and things like that for that for that process time you have to be realistic about also the creative process yeah. it's not always going to be oh wonderful this is it this is great yeah, you get this kind of um wonderful uh exhilarating um feeling but then you you have to to realize that you will come down from that and you also have to find ways of managing that mm. i mean being an artist or a creative is i think what's really important is to have management skills how to manage your work manage your mental uh, space while managing your workflow all yeah. these things that are very important you know for a well-being of of a of a creative human yeah we're building that at the moment I think I've got concept down that I've tested on some year 3 students that it's based on mindfulness but instead of focusing just on your breathing you have to focus on one bit of the creative process and meditate on that just one aspect to to free your mind a bit and it seems to be working but I've only tested it 3 times so I'm, I don't know if it if it needs a bit great. of a tweak oh, yeah I can send it over if you want to have a have a look so... please doctor doctor baxter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well the initial stages for me um I am as as most as, as most creatives are we become inspired by something. Mm. It can be a color, can be the shape, something it it can be so many things. Um and then one has to kind of think about the translation. How are we going to translate whatever we have become inspired? by into a piece of work. Yeah. Um uh so in my particular situation I can I can talk about photography because my my photography career started out um in the world of fashion. Um I think I was always I don't like to use the word fashion anymore because I I just don't. I like to use the word style. I think I was yeah. always attracted to things that looked different or interesting that were not part of the norm mm. that kind of stood out whether it was a particular color or whether it was somebody wearing a particular hat that I had never seen before or whether it was you know I will go back to the style um bit because it's it was it was about apparel so how did this person put this together and it looks absolutely wonderful it's like this it's like this beautifully constructed puzzle uh and and that fascinated me and i and i wanted to try and so my aim the goal was how am i going to capture 
what I am fascinated by, which is either, again, let's go back to the, the style, the fashion bit. In other words, these colors that this particular person has put together to create this beautiful kind of tapestry in what this person is wearing. So so I began to photograph the envir- the people that were in my environment, which always happened to be art students because that's where I spent my education in, in art schools. And, um, and that's how my, my world um, came together as a, I would, that's how I put myself in a category called fashion photographer, (laughs) (laughs) which now I don't like to put myself in categories in terms of my work, but uh, that's how I began my, my, I was just fascinated by looking how I saw things being put together that looked very different from the norm. And I, and I was always the norm, bored the hell out of me yeah. i was always you know i wanted to get out of it that's why i wound up leaving new york even though everyone says to me oh how can you leave new york it's the most amazing city in the world well i think that if you're born somewhere regardless of how fabulous it might it might be to others and because new york yes new york is i don't know if i want to use the word fabulous but i understand why to some it is fabulous i i always need a new breeding ground i always need to be somewhere else I need to be out of my comfort zone in order for me to take things in in a different way. Yeah, so it's the unfamiliar, right? Something the unfamiliar, mm. yes, stimulates my creative process. The unfamiliar, yeah, yeah. So that's a and you brought up comfort as well. So you felt comfortable in New York, and do you think there's a parallel between being uncomfortable and Mm. actually it being a positive thing for your your creativity yes yes i i do believe it helps me personally <sighs> from my own practice it does and it doesn't necessarily have to be taking a plane and going to a totally different country it can just be immersing immersing myself in an area where i'm not i'm not familiar with yes absolutely that is something that, that i'm very very interested in doing yeah i think there's an aspect when you do those kind of things it feels like you you've switched yourself on and that you're just open and you're allowing things to flow in that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of if you're in a comfortable place exactly yeah. yeah because you know we're humans we tend to navigate to these comfort zones for a variety of reasons but they can become cages they can become you can be trapped in in them and for artists i think that's a that's not a good zone to go into you're always after something to grow and evolve i think that's a human aspect as well isn't it sort of wanting to push the boundaries a little bit more being maybe tired of something that you've seen or or just kind of wanting to be a bit more authentic yes very yeah and um in regards to again my career as a fashion photographer there were moments there were times that some commissions were just wonderful because I was allowed to be, um, how can I explain, free with my choices in terms of choice of model or also um, had been lucky to work in creative teams where we all had an input and we were kind of all in the same plane in terms of ideas and thoughts and and those 
those situations did happen and they were just wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then there are other times in which you're actually being dictated, though you've been hired based on what your work looks like. And then you're okay. placed in, in this other environment and you're being dictated to do something totally different, which I've never understood. Yeah. No, I, I find those exhausting too. I don't, I don't know why, but I, I guess you get hired because you're you and they've seen something that they want. But at the same time, you want to you wanna grow and evolve. And um, I guess someone hiring you, if, if they don't allow that, it can be a bore, right? Yeah, so at the end of the day, it's an exchange. It's a monetary exchange. Okay, I, I'll give you what you want because you're giving me what Probably. I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know. It's a complicated one, isn't it? I it think is. it's a complicated it one. In the situation that we're in at the moment, although this is evolving right now anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think during this time, what, what would be your thought to students right now? What advice would you give them towards unlocking creativity in a strange time? My thoughts are with them in terms of these varying, varying environments or might be in. I have to say that they are, if you can have some kind of an access to books, books are a great way, whether they're picture books or reading books, they're so inspiring to, to one's own imagination. And that book, I mean, if there is obviously noise in the environment and you cannot concentrate, we now have headphones and you can put music on, attach it to your phone, and just go off into your little worlds through reading or books that that can inspire you, whether they're in, on des, you know, design books, photography books, uh, literature, poetry. I think that's so important right now to be inspired by these, by these wonderful objects that <laughs> we have yes, all around us. Mm. And if we don't happen to have them in the house, we, you know, we are connected to the internet. So we can download or we can just go online and, and look for basically anything we want now. Yeah. And I, I, so I highly recommend that. I mean, um, and to have some physical activity where you, you can, breathing is so important, breathing. Yeah. If you can just take out some time just to breathe, um, take deep breaths in and out and release stuff um that's very very important yeah wonderful is there any books that you'd recommend i guess we're all individual aren't we but say for instance there's someone who's who's not a reader that might figure out try and be figuring out where to, where they might begin what, what, what would you say to them that's a good idea i mean that's a good question um well, to be frank, right now, I'm surrounded right now with all sorts of magazines and books. Um, and I'm just trying to, trying to suggest, if I were to suggest a book, what would be a good book? God, this is hard. This is hard because there's so many. You know, I'm going to say right now... It's not a book, actually. It's, um, well, it is a kind of a book. It's this magazine that I'm very inspired by called, um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Foam. Well, they put out, Foam is a gallery in, in, the, the, in Amsterdam. And I was lucky enough to go there last year for a photographic festival uh, called uh, Unseen. And so they have a gallery 
uh, and but they also put out a wonderful magazine called Phone, International Photography Magazine. And um, I just have this issue called The 19th Century in the 21st Century, Back to the Future. And it's this wonderful um, issue about going back in order to go forward. And there are wonderful essays written about um, photography and beautiful photographs um, that are, at least for me, as a creative, <laughs> inspire my work um, and my thought process and my thinking. So, you know, you get both written information and you also get beautiful, exquisite photos. Um, yeah. Beautifully printed photos. And then there is a really other good book called um, Letters to a Young Poet. Oh, I haven't read that one, but I do have it. Yes, by Rainer Maria Rilke. He's the yeah. German uh, poet. It's a very beautiful, slim book, but it, it talks to the spirit of the artist. And it's really, I think it's important to read, to read it. Um, mm. it's, it it's, uh, it's a good book. It, it's, it's, yeah. There you go. <laughs> to get the brain going, I've got a book that I need to finish. I don't know if you know Anthony Dewar? No. It's a book called All the Light We Cannot See. It flips between a blind girl navigating the world <gasps> and the war and a young German soldier. Having a story from a blind perspective just unlocked yes. a whole world of imagination for me. I thought that was quite That's interesting. That's a great... Yeah. Can you send me the link? That's a great, yeah, um, no sounds problem. beautiful. It's, it's so well written. It's fantastic. Taking a bit from what you said earlier, I, I have to be honest, I have begun to read more during my two, this MA um, business that I'm in right now. Yeah. And that, um, you know, I actually left most of my reading when I graduated and because of our obviously lives, as you as one knows. So and I have finally gotten back into it and I'm really enjoying it. Um, and but there's so much that I have to I mean, two books that I didn't mention, but I, I don't know how relevant it is to the students. Um, but for me, it's been really relevant uh, is a series of essays by Alice Walker, an American writer who I had never She's the writer of The Color Purple, which I haven't even seen. Oh. But I have never, everyone's been, oh, you haven't read Alice? Yeah, I never, <laughs> so I, I just got, I was given this book of essays. And it's just been wonderful. Um, and she, and in there, it's like full of all these other writers and stuff like that. But, but Leaving You, and one more book, which I just recently got, is called Photo Work. 40 Photographers on Process and Practice. And I think it's a really, it's brought out by Aperture Books. It's a really important book because though it says photographers, you can apply it to any creative process. And it's just wonderful to, to hear what their first camera was, um, the first meaningful photo book, their first meaningful exhibition, their personal fact about their lives that we are not aware of. So it's it's been a, it's wonderful. It's a highly recommended book. That's that's quite an interesting one, isn't it? Because I I recently was listening to a, a podcast about process and things. We all forget how far on we got in our minds. We always yeah. forget when you start out how important little those little bits of information are. And even yes. when your your journey and the things that you've done, because you've done a lot, I, f I feel like when you loop back to the basics again it can really help and just having yes. 
I don't know if you do this, but having moments where you just you you're pushing on the advanced a lot, and then you're like, actually, I, I need a a little, <laughs> I need to go back. <laughs> yes, so it's always nice to have that humility to to like ignore your ego and just get yes. Back to... That's a really good point. Ignore your ego and go <laughs> back to the origins. Go back to humility, which yeah. is so important because that opens up. Ego becomes tra- it traps you. Mm. It, it 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 prevents you from opening up and seeing what there is out there and the possibilities. You get blinded by it, you know. Yeah, and um, I think those simple simple things, really simple, simple things. things that you can forget because you're too busy or yes, you think you're too good for. <laughs> Thank you very much oh. for your time today. It was um, a pleasure, Adrian. I, I can keep on talking i know (laughs) (laughs) but no 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 this is to be continued i like to say this is to be continued thank you so much for this it's a pleasure thank you for the privilege of uh of this opportunity and um again wishing all of you health and and stay safe yeah thanks for listening